Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 40. Now, after the last two episodes talking about curiosity, I'm hoping to inspire some curiosity in all of you today by sharing five thinking routines for you to try in 2022. But before that, if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can do so by treating me to a lovely cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, they're available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 40. So now let's get on with today's show. So let's get started with some new thinking routines. First of all, I want you to ask yourself whether you've been using the same thinking routines for a while now. Or maybe you're new to thinking routines and you've got a few core routines that you're comfortable with and now you're looking for some new routines to add to your repertoire. Now, I know sometimes it can be reassuring to stick to the same methods and techniques that you've always used. And the same goes for using the same thinking routines. Now, at other times, it does feel good to do a little bit of experimentation. It helps me to stay curious as I'm always looking for new ways to work with the same artworks and objects. In my membership program, we have a monthly thinking routine class where we explore one new thinking routine in depth for an hour. We look at what it is, how it works, and I share tips on how to use it before we have a discussion using that routine. Afterwards, we discuss how we might apply it to our own practice and our varying audiences. And this is a great way to stay curious and inspired. And it does let you have a variety of thinking routines at your fingertips that you can use in a wide variety of situations. So I'm always looking for new ways to engage with audiences. And I love trying out new routines, even ones I might be a little bit scared of and seeing all the possibilities of how they might work with different artworks, themes and situations. So I've tried and tested these routines extensively and they all work both online and offline with a variety of materials, artworks, museum objects, texts, quotes and videos. You can find in-depth classes about each of these thinking routines in the library of my membership program. In each class, we pair the thinking routine with an artwork or object and explore how it might work. So here are five new thinking routines for you to try in 2022. So the first one I'm going to suggest is lenses. Now, lenses is a thinking routine that it invites participants to be intentional about looking through a distinct lens or lenses as they explore an artwork. 
It's essentially a thinking routine that you can use for looking through lenses and exchanging perspectives. Now, it was developed quite recently, it was developed as part of the Arts as Civic Commons project at Project Zero. And this project develops tools and resources to explore the complexity of contemporary civic themes through looking at and making art. So the thinking routines are developed specifically for looking at art. There are four parts to this thinking routine. See, choose a lens, probe and reflect. So you start by looking closely at the image and you describe what you're seeing. Now, after making lots of detailed observations, you then move on to choosing a lens to view the artwork through. Now, you can think about a lens as something you look through. You can compare them with a pair of glasses, perhaps, and your own personal lenses will be affected by your background, your identity. It could be your gender, your age, the place where you're from or where you live, your race, your ethnicity, your role in your family and more. All of these are lenses that shape what you see when you look at a work of art. Now, after you've chosen a lens, you can share your thoughts about the artwork from that perspective with the group. And the group listens carefully before asking questions to understand more about that person's perspective. The final stage of the routine is reflection. And you can use this opportunity to reflect on what it feels like to look at the artwork through a particular lens or to share information and ask the group to reflect on the additional information you've shared. So it's a really useful routine to use to ask people to explore both their own personal lenses, so this helps them to become aware of their own biases, and also the lenses of others, which gives them the opportunity to expand empathy. So the second thinking routine I want to share today is layers. So layers was a really popular thinking routine in my membership when we explored it in a class last year. It seemed to really capture the imagination and lots of people used it in practice sessions too. So layers is a thinking routine that provides a structure for the analysis of creative works. It helps us to dig deeper into ideas. It can be used to approach or look at any creative work. And by this, I mean artwork, sculpture, paintings, drawing, sketching, performance art, objects, dance, writing, literature, filmmaking and music. It's incredibly versatile. So the thinking routine itself consists of five layers through which you can look at your chosen creative work. These layers are narrative, aesthetic, mechanical, dynamic and connections. And each layer consists of four possible elements for participants to seek out and identify in the work. So for narrative, you're looking for the story, the back or pre-story, the other story, the hidden story or the message. 
for aesthetic, you're looking for the appeal. What pulls you in to this artwork? The reward, the takeaway, maybe the skill or mastery of the artist or the new, the different, the unusual. For mechanical, you're looking for technique, form, structure, methods and symbolism. For dynamic, surprise, tension, emotion and movement. And connections, yes, so you're looking for connections to other works, perhaps works that are in and out of the same medium or genre, to history, to yourself, to the artist's other works or to personal life. Now, this can seem like a lot. And in truth, it's probably one of the most wordy and lengthy thinking routines out there. But it's important to note that some of the layers may be more appropriate to use than others. It really depends on the material or type of creative work that you've chosen. So it's worth spending some time selecting which layers you're going to use for the discussion. And this may mean rejecting some of them. Now, I've also done this in the past. You can even ask the group to vote on which of the layers most appeal to them. So you don't have to use all five. Another thing to note is that it's worth spending some time looking closely and observing and describing the artwork before moving on to the layers. Looking 10 times 2 is perfect for this. You can do your analysis individually or with a partner or the whole group. They can focus on some of the elements within their layer or all of them. And as I said at the start, the appeal of this thinking routine is its flexibility. This means it can be used in so many different ways. Now, although if you're using this for the first time, it's probably a good idea to work in groups so that participants have a shared experience of using the layers together first. So that's layers thinking routine. And now I'm going to move on to creative comparison. So this was our thinking routine class for January. And it's a routine for encouraging metaphorical thinking. So metaphors provoke our imaginations to create comparisons between things that are not the same. And creating metaphors really helps people to understand unfamiliar subjects by linking it to something they already know. So the routine has four steps. See, compare, imagine, explain. And for the seeing part, you're looking in the artwork, you're seeing what you see. For comparing, you're choosing a category from a list or even choosing your own category. For the imagine stage, you're imagining if this artwork was a kind of whatever category you choose, what would it be? And then finally, you're explaining three ways that it compares. Now, to get started with this thinking routine, you might want to review the meaning of a metaphor and provide some examples, particularly if you're working with younger participants. For the compare part, you can provide the group with a list of categories or you can allow them to choose their own. Now, categories can be anything. They can be cities or parts of the body, colours, plants, music, you know, and also, for younger children, you might want to think about using categories that are familiar to them. So things like toys or animals, perhaps. 
Now, in our thinking routine class in January, I paired this thinking routine with colour-shaped line because I really wanted to get the participants observing and describing in detail before we went on to create metaphors. And I think this is an important first step so that they feel ready, willing and able to make the creative jump to creating metaphors. Again, you might want to think about when you might position an activity like this in a programme. So participants might need time to warm up and get their creative thinking flowing before they start this. So perhaps not at the start of a programme. I also like to ask my participants to get into pairs to create the metaphors as collaborating in groups really aids creativity and it helps you to bounce ideas off one another. And after everyone has shared their metaphors and their reasoning behind them, you could even have participants draw something afterwards to represent their comparison. So it's a really great creative thinking routine. So moving on to number four, I've chosen claim, support, question. So this is a great thinking routine for formulating an interpretation of something and backing it up with evidence. It's also great for looking for patterns and spotting generalizations. So let's have a look at how it works. It has three parts. The first part is claim, make a claim about your topic or artwork. Support, identify support for your claim. And question, what's left hanging? What isn't explained? What new questions does your claim raise? So you can use this routine with works of art, pieces of text, poems, and with themes that invite explanation or are open to interpretation. It works really well with individuals in small groups and whole group discussions. Now, like we did with lenses, you may want to spend a minute or two identifying what the group understands by the word claim. This will help participants to understand what's being asked of them. And take turns using this routine so that everyone makes a claim, identifies some support, some evidence and asks a question. And it can be very useful to document the thinking at each stage. If you're in a museum, you could do this on a portable flip over and write three columns with claim, support, question at the top. With younger participants, you can scaffold the language. So for claim, it could be I think that. For support, it could be because. And the question, I wonder. Also choose whether to start with an observation routine or activity to get to know the image better or not. And I recommend experimenting and seeing what happens with the claims when you do use observation and when you don't. And our last thinking routine, the elaboration game. Now, last but not least, the elaboration game is a thinking routine I probably avoided for a while as I couldn't work out how to make it work, especially online. But I love challenging myself to explore routines and I love finding a way that we can use them with groups and artworks. So we also did the elaboration game in our thinking routine class and it's a great routine for looking carefully at details. It also helps to develop 
elaborative and imaginative descriptions. So it's a great routine to use before a writing activity. Also, it's great routine to use to distinguish the difference between observations and interpretations. It helps you to practice making sustained observations before you jump into any judgment or interpretation. It really demonstrates the importance of pushing beyond first impressions and a quick glance and that spending time with an object to learn more about it is useful. So it was developed as part of the Artful Thinking project at Project Zero. And again, you can use this routine with any kind of visual art, such as painting or sculpture and objects. So let me see if I can explain it simply to you. So one person identifies a specific section of an artwork and they describe what they see. The next person elaborates on the first person's observations by adding more detail about the section. A third person elaborates further by adding yet more detail and a fourth person adds more. Now you can go round in a circle leading on from one another or you can ask, invite people to elaborate on the previous person's observation. And it can be useful, I think, with this routine to divide an artwork up into quadrants and have the group describe each quadrant in detail, building on each other's observations first. Then I would move on to interpretation questions such as what is going on here, what is the artist trying to tell us, or I might combine with another thinking routine. And this really helps us to get to discuss the artwork in depth. It's a really fun thinking routine to use in a group, either in person or online. It gets everybody participating and noticing and it paves the way for deeper interpretations. So some great new thinking routines for you to try out. We talked about lenses, layers, creative comparisons, claim support question and the elaboration game. Which of these are you going to try out? Which ones of these are you going to implement in your practice? Let me know. I'd love to hear all about it and how you get on. So that's it for today. Don't forget every Friday I send out a weekly newsletter full of inspiration and ideas. It's a carefully curated dose of inspiration for the curious. So I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can sign up to the TM Weekly too. But that's it for this week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bound. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.